fuck, that guy's on Prozac. Why am I going to listen to him? It's just not a dynamic you really want out there in the world. I'd like the idea to speak for itself. Well, part of the story is very personal. Variations of that story have happened to hundreds of my friends who don't talk about it. He may well be speaking for hundreds, but what follows is this speaker's personal journey and the idea that grew from it. And now, the talk. Many of us have a story about the day everything changed in our lives. You know, the day you can clearly look back and feel the before and the after. Maybe your wedding day or the birth of your first child. I'm a serial entrepreneur and technology venture capitalist, and for many of us in Silicon Valley, the launch or IPO of our first company is that day. Those were all big days for me, but they weren't the day that changed everything. The day my life changed came a couple of months after my first company went public and all the hoopla died down. My wife, the love of my life, woke me up from what I thought was a lazy fall afternoon nap on the couch. Hey, she said, are you going to get up or would you like me to call the guys in the white jackets? Huh? I said, or maybe it was, huh? What? Apparently, I'd been lying there for three days without eating or going to the bathroom. My muscles ached, my chest burned, I gasped for air. The TV seemed unbearably loud. All of a sudden, an ice pick like pierced my eye and burrowed deep into my brain. She shook me. I'm calling someone, she said. And she did. I still don't remember those lost three days. You know, I, I went to sleep a successful CEO who had accomplished pretty much every major goal I had in life and woke up a mental health patient. Really, world? Now you give me this shit sandwich? I had no idea who the guy on the couch was. And yet there I was, stuck on my $35,000 handmade piece of Italian perfection, unable to give a shit about life. Literally. After those days on the couch, a crushing black fog descended around my head, causing me to lose interest in pretty much everything. Playing with my newborn daughter became a chore. Watching Barney with her caused me more than once to smash the TV while she cried. I went through a lot of TVs. My motorcycle sat unridden in the garage. My surfboards collected dust. When I thought about leaving my house, my head became crushed in a vice. Every day I woke up pissed off at the world. God damn it, I would say way too often at my wife or others. Friends, they stopped calling. The fatigue was numbing and constant. The diagnosis came back a couple of months later. Major depression accompanied by episodes of generalized anxiety disorder. The doctors were speaking some kind of foreign language. What are they saying, I thought. What does this mean? I thought, are you kidding me? I can't be crazy. I've got too much to do. This is not part of the plan. So started my haphazard journey into the bowels of our mental health system and how we treat the mentally ill in our society. I've spent the last decade and a half trying to figure out what happened and 
who was that guy on the couch? I consider myself a pretty smart guy, being a card-carrying member of Silicon Valley, and yet I missed the signs of mental illness in my own life until it was too late. As a patient, I've been frustrated by the mental health care industry that has been almost completely immune to the massive technology innovation going on around it and continues to fight a modern war with decades-old tools. For a guy with a supercomputer in his pocket and a telephone on my wrist, it was like going back to being bled by leeches. Not only did this piss me off, my gut told me it could be solved with some Silicon Valley-style disruption. It's the fall of 2000, and I have to shop for a product I know nothing about. I'm embarrassed to need and terrified anyone will find out I'm buying. Do I need a psychologist or a psychiatrist? Individual or group therapy?